As we heard, the Turkish government has long viewed Kurdish rebels as a mortal threat. And for decades, it's tried to suppress a Kurdish separatist movement inside Turkey. Back in the 1980s and 90s, hundreds of Kurds were disappeared or murdered in extrajudicial killings. Since then, a group of Kurdish women in Istanbul have been holding weekly vigils for their missing loved ones. They're called the Saturday Mothers. Fariba Nawa tells the story of one Saturday mother and her daughter. Hanum Tosun feels at home at the office of this human rights group in Istanbul. It was here 24 years ago that she and a group of Kurdish women launched the Saturday Mother's Vigil. On Saturdays, they would gather in Galatasaray Square to demand the whereabouts of their sons, fathers, and husbands. When they were taking him, we didn't understand that it was undercover policemen at first. Hanum's husband, Fahmi Tosun, was among hundreds of Kurds who disappeared in the 80s and 90s when Turkey's conflict with its minority Kurdish population was at its height. Anyone who sympathized with Kurdish separatists could be targeted. The last time Hanım saw Fehmi was October 1995. She was upstairs in their apartment when the yelling started. He was shouting a lot. He tried not to get in the car, but they forced him. They were dragging him in. While I was trying to go downstairs, I yelled, get that car's license plate. Hanım's daughter, Gian, who was nine years old, heard her father scream. They are going to kill me. I ran downstairs with my sisters and brothers. My brother ran up to the car, but my father told him to let go because they might do the same to him. They never heard from Fahmi again. At 53, Hanum is one of the youngest of the Saturday mothers. Many are in their 80s and 90s now, and some have died without getting answers. This has been my mother's struggle since we were kids. Gian is 34 now, and when her mom can't make it to the Saturday sit-ins, she often steps in. She's studying to become a lawyer, she says, because she wants to fight in court as well as the street. On this Saturday, I meet Gian in front of the Human Rights Office. About 150 people are here for the vigil carrying red carnations and photos. Nearby, about a dozen police officers in riot gear stand on alert. I'm angry because the reason we're here is the government. They're just standing in front of us and actually preventing us from finding our relatives. In the past, successive Turkish governments targeted the Saturday mothers, but the current one, led by the ruling AK Party, generally left them alone until August 2018. On the 700 vigil, police swooped in with tear gas. They arrested dozens of protesters, some of them in their 80s. Since then, the government has banned the Saturday mothers from gathering at Galatasaray. Turkish officials say they blocked the vigils because the Kurdish militia group, the PKK, was using them as propaganda on social media, the Saturday mothers say they have no connection to the PKK. For now, they've moved their sit-ins to the Human Rights Office, but Hanum says she doesn't go as often as she used to. She says it's painful to keep retelling her husband's story, and she doesn't like to discuss the details in front of her kids. 
içime atmak, konulara... The hardest thing for me has been hiding the pain from my kids and enduring it in silence when I'm with them. It's hard for Jian too. In fact, the mother and daughter both wait until they're alone with me to talk about what happened that night in 1995. But when they get together in the human rights office, they're happy to talk about each other. My mom is both my mother and father. She can be a very dominant force. I ask Hanum if she's proud of her daughter, the lawyer in training. She says yes, of course. Gian seems embarrassed, but please. <laughs> this is something else the mother and daughter don't usually talk about. She looks at Hanum and says thank you. For the world, Feribanawa, Istanbul.